WXXI in the Little Theater, this is Movies in a Microphone. I'm your host, Scott Pukas, and today we're debuting Humans of the Little. This will be a regular feature on both this podcast and on our blog at thelittle.org. In it, we'll hear from people who make the little so special. Our first human of the little is one of our favorite super mega fans, Roxanne Baker. Her fantastic film blog can be found at getroxy.xyz. Uh, There's a nice little shout-out to this very podcast on there. Needless to say, it's great to have you back on Movies in a Microphone. You ready to do this? Yes, I am. And you you call me special and human at the same time, which is double compliments. All the compliments in that that sentence. Uh, First, for those who can't see, Roxanne is wearing a walking boot. And I'm sorry, but I have to ask what happened. And if you say you slipped on a rogue piece of popcorn, I'm just going to bleep it out. No, it was not a kernel that tripped me up. No, I've been a runner for 30 years, and it's just my bones have had enough. I think so. I'm all right with it. I just want to walk. <laughs> you can still walk to the little, so that's yes. that's all that matters. Um, so here, here's something that I always love to ask people uh, because the answers are so diverse and interesting. Um, what was your first little experience that you remember? I don't remember the first little experience. I started out going to see music at the cafe originally, and um, Joe Romano was a sax player from Buffalo, and so I would go with my friends to see him on Friday nights with Bob Snyder. But I think probably one of the first one, and it was my highest experience ever, was Philip Seymour Hoffman's Rochester premiere of Flawless, where he came. There was a post-movie champagne reception in the cafe, and I got to go because a friend of a friend knew Marilyn Hoffman. And it was just such a treat. I mean, it's a sad note now, obviously, because he died. But I'm just so blessed to have been able to see him in person and and watch that movie. Flawless is great because you watch him doing this beautiful um, portrayal of a trans person. And then you don't even care about Robert De Niro. You know what I mean? It's like, (laughs) Robert De Niro, who cares? (laughs) This guy's blown away the screen, you know, because he's so good. Did you get to meet uh, him at the reception? Oh, that's great. I even have a photograph of him at the reception. So that's cool. That's that's a true treat. And this is like, well, sort of pre-cell phone, so there was no selfies involved. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, any of the Philip Seymour Hoffman movies, like they're, you know, obviously he was a huge talent, mm-hmm. and uh, you know his movies are perfectly fitted for the little too, for the most part. Oh yeah. Um, did you? So was that your favorite Philip Seymour Hoffman movie, or? Oh no no. Um, I loved. Um, oh shoot, Magnolia is my favorite. Oh, okay. He plays <laughs> a hospice nurse wonderful with jason robards he just was so good in that and we actually do have a uh so it's paul thomas anderson right yes um that did that was he we're having uh boogie nights as one of our summer oh, mondo that's movies another, he's so good in that uh, too in august yeah he's so good in that too yeah that's a tough call between those two <laughs> now here here's a tricky question and not everyone can remember it do you remember your first movie you saw the little no <laughs> but can you make something up and it could have been that philip seymour hoffman one, really seriously 99 probably is when i started to come alive and mm-hmm. realize well, that'd be a good answer for your first one too so I think so, so we'll just go with that go then. big right yeah, yeah mine was actually shutter island Ooh. which isn't which is a bigger movie for the little so it's not a typical little movie you'd think and it's not really the first one mm-hmm. that i think of but just some of my family members were going they're like hey we got to go to this uh, cool small little independent theater in rochester to see it and i was like okay and I like Shutter Island. It's a pretty good movie. Do you remember it being crowded? Do you remember anything like that? Um, yeah, I think it was pretty crowded. It was um, its opening night, uh, or when it, it was either the opening Friday or Saturday. Okay. Um, so yeah, it was a full crowd, and it was a big movie. And it's kind of I like that kind of movie that that kind of messes with you. You yeah. don't know what's going on. That unreliable narrator, uh, which we actually have a couple of of that type of movie right now 
including uh, The Invitation. I don't oh. know if you've seen that one. No, I have not. I'm just a movie recommendation okay, then. <laughs> there you good. go. <laughs> um, so any other highlights that you that you have from uh, the little your time going here? Um, I remember taking my son to see The Wackness, which was a 2008 movie with Ben Kingsley and Josh Peck. And it was like this parental epiphany I had like, oh my gosh, a movie could teach my son about sex ed and I don't even have to have that starter awkward <laughs> conversation. It was like the perfect movie to show guys like you can get your heart broken if you're not careful. So that was just a great experience. I was like, wow, this could be actually be, you know, something parents could do. You know, <laughs> We're going to promote that. Yeah, help parents out. come to the little. <laughs> teach your children through movies. It's really the best way of parenting. <laughs> I wouldn't try, I wouldn't do Quentin Tarantino on those teaching methods. <laughs> Don't take your kids to that. But, but this movie was really good. Um, I think, you know, the movies I was saying to you before we started this was um, – I just love that collective feeling afterwards, even when it's silent, that people are so into the movie. It happened I've specifically three times. I'm sure many more than that over the years, but um, three recent ones, semi-recent, Love and Mercy. I mean, just to see what Ryan Wilson went through. I think this whole audience that night was just, like, so into it. And, like, after he sings that song live at the end, and you just are, like, overwhelmed with emotion. And it was just a beautiful experience to have everybody together in that room in the theater to just kind of take that in and go, wow. And then, of course, Spotlight, too, is so moving, especially when those screens pop up with all the cities that had the, the terrible um, scandals. Again, just this collective sort of pall, but it's so reassuring to be with other people and go, isn't this, you know, a tragedy? And aren't we so glad that we're past, you know, or, you know, past that? Um, and American Sniper, too, was another one where mm -hmm. just the beauty of um, sacrifice that the military makes and just what a tragedy that man had. And so those experiences are special to me because you're with other people and, you know. Yeah, I'm glad you highlighted that. So that's something, I mean, uh, people like watching movies at home, which is fine. Mm -hmm. uh, but you, you don't get that experience of seeing it on the big screen, like just – you know, obviously the larger screen, the the louder sound, you know, the audience reaction. It's perfect for comedies. Like if you're ever in a comedy, mm -hmm. you hear people laughing or, mm -hmm. or just any movie with like shocking moments or anything where there's a crowd reaction where it just it always enhances the experience. Mm -hmm. I think uh, no matter what the film is and mm -hmm. sometimes it can elevate like a, a mediocre movie to kind of good, a good movie to great and a great movie to like a legendary movie, I, I feel. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> totally. Totally. Um, speaking of that, you know, are there any recent films that you really adore that you saw at the Little? Um, I I just am always intrigued about jazz legends. So I did like Miles Ahead and Born to Be Blue, and I thought it was neat how they mm -hmm. came out to, about the same time, and those guys are sort of rivals. It was kind of interesting, like whose movie's going to do better? <laughs> I'm sure they're watching down, just you know, fighting the box <laughs> office ratings. Um, well, International J Jazz Appreciation Day was uh, April 30th, so I kind of think they were both centering around that day. And we actually we had a panel discussion for Miles Ahead um, that day, which was a really good discussion about Miles Ahead, which I didn't know as much about Miles Davis' life going into it. And it turns out a lot of the movie is more more entertainment than actually trying to do hard-hitting facts about his life. But Don Cheadle is just electric in oh, that. He's phenomenal. fantastic. Yeah, you can tell he put his heart and soul in that. Yeah, I think that's what's great about The Little, too, that you do those talkbacks. Um, I'm moving to Sarasota, and I know you're going to bring that up. And <laughs> We're very sad. I'm seriously <laughs> sad because um, there is a theater down there similar, but they don't do any of those extra add-on cultural things that are so important to a city to keep people together. And I saw there, there's one coming up with the Buffalo-based movie. I'm trying to yes, uh, so... 
it's coming up Thursday, May 26th. So hopefully you're listening to this before that day. Uh, it's called The American Side. Um, so it was filmed in Buffalo. And it's this kind of like film noir uh, type detective story that I think it sounds like it has kind of a twist or a different element on it. Um, and it, it's shot in, in Buffalo. It's the American side of Niagara Falls. Um, and it's like a murder mystery. Uh, it features Robert Forster from Rochester, right. um, who actually um, w- will be on Connections sometime in, before the film and, and talk about that. Um, so that, that should be good. And we're having a talk back. So Jack Garner is hosting a talk back with some of the filmmakers um, that evening after the film. So I, I think that gives a, a new element to it, too. We have our One Take Doc series, too, mm-hmm. where... We'll play a documentary that you can't see anywhere else in Rochester for the most part. Mm-hmm. And then we'll usually either have a filmmaker or someone in the movie come in person or talk via Skype, which I think is just a whole new element to be able to talk with the person that created this and ask them questions mm-hmm. about the subject or the film. It's uh, it's an element that I, I really like. Yeah, it's fantastic. I'm going to miss that. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> Well, you can, uh, maybe we'll Skype you in and you could be on the theater. People could ask you questions. How's right, yes. Sarasota? Can we have your weather? <laughs> it's snowing here, even though it's May. I can trade just a few degrees, I guess. <laughs> uh, so any, any movies that you're looking forward to seeing? Yes, The Lobster, for sure. Mm-hmm. I heard John C. Riley talking about the plot and it just like, seems so outrageous. Like it's, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, I wish I had thought of that plot, right? You know, where single people are. That's exactly what I thought. You know, I think it's great. So. Uh, yeah, so for those who aren't familiar with the lobster, so the basic plot, if I'm boiling this down, is it's in a society where if you're single, you have to find a romantic partner within 45 days or be turned into an animal of your choice. <laughs> so we're going to do a podcast on that coming up. That opens May 27th at the little uh, the little.org for Showtime. So even if you're listening after May 27th, they'll be playing for a little while after that, so you can still check out Showtimes. But what I'm going to ask people on the podcast, and I'm going to ask you here, is <laughs> what animal would you want to be turned into? I've been single so long, I should be an animal at this point. <laughs> I, I've taken way longer than 45 days. Um, I think I would be like a leopard or something. Like, like a fast cat? Yes. See, I, I, that's a good answer. That wasn't my original one, but I heard some people say that to me. I'm like, that's a pretty good answer. So I want to be able to run faster. But what I really want to do is be able to fly. Yes. Uh, it's whenever I lucid dream, I'm like, well, I'm going to fly now. So <laughs> I think my natural instinct would be to a bald eagle oh, because right. it's patriotic. It's awesome. Everyone likes it. It can fly. But it's kind of... You can't get a stress fracture in a foot, too, so I might I might want to go with birds. Yeah, you can just fly around. <laughs> You're like, I don't need this gas. I'm just going to soar away. Right. It's <laughs> a good idea. So I, and I think any movie that makes you think like that, too, is, is yeah. good. I, we, I, neither of us have even seen it. So we'll, we'll see it next week, and we'll have a good chat about that. Uh, any other movies aside from The Lobster that you're kind of targeting here? Hmm. No, not really. I've just been sort of hunkered down in uh, work and... That's about it. <laughs> Work and moving. I guess those are big things. Yeah, those are big things. So I think congratulations are in order, too. You were, you're retiring, is yes, that correct? Yes, I've been a school teacher now for 30 years. I feel old saying that, but I don't feel old, which is good, because <laughs> now I get to try something new, which is great. Well, now you have fun adventures in Florida, so yes. everyone's jealous. Yes. <laughs> so can you tell us a little about uh, your career then, like what type of work you did uh, mm-hmm. what school you worked at i believe my high school for a little while right york yes i york did school yes i actually did a sandwich of teaching and uh, being a guidance counselor okay so i taught at geneseo high school then i was a guidance counselor at york for two years 
and I guess now the appropriate term is school counselor. And then I moved to Bloomfield, and I've been there for 25 years. So oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I used to write for the Messenger Post. I did stories oh, okay. at Bloomfield, too. So we have connections all over yes, the place. Yes. Most people haven't heard of York. Yes. So I'm like, you know, I went to school in York, <laughs> York, New York. The Yard of Vale, of course. You know, yeah. My grandma lives right across from the Yard of Vale. Right. I'm a fan. Yes. This is good. I, I hope this is a free plug for them, too. They'll like give, send us free beer and, yes, of course, and chicken hopefully. parm and, and all that good stuff. Yeah, so uh, it's been a great career, and um, I'm looking forward to do more creative things. I mean, obviously, as an English teacher, I've taught plays, I've, but now I really want to do more writing. So Okay, and that was one thing that we're going to dive into. Uh, you mentioned on your blog, which, again, uh, can you give us that website? Yeah, it's www, of course, getroxy.xyz. Okay, get Roxy with a Y, too. Yes. That's important to note. Yeah. Um, so. You mentioned on your blog that you that you want to get into screenwriting, mm-hmm. a little writing, comedy, that type of thing. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Mm-hmm. Um, I've written two screenplays, and I submitted to Blue Cat Screenplay, Gordy Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of a little, too. That was so phenomenal to see oh, his yes. movie. <laughs> uh, Dog Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. It was great to see that. And he did a and I mean, we have the little. I can't just say too much about it. It's just, it's just <laughs> the greatest place. But, you guys uh, can see why I had Roxy on the podcast here. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> but um, yeah, back to my own writing. I, so I've submitted two um, screenplays to his um, screenplay contest. And I made it to the semifinalist for title in one. So that was good. Um, and right now I'm having a play read this weekend at Writers and Books called Matt Ramoni. And so my plays are always like a... I always like to have a little comedy. I just think there's not enough comedy in the world. We need to laugh more. I like comedy, too. Yeah. In my writing, so I do creative writing as well. And I, writing a screenplay, I can't even imagine. Like, that's such an accomplishment by itself, let alone, like, having it, entering it in a contest and doing very well in that contest or having that play made. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, that's such a huge accomplishment. But I'm with you on the Thank comedy, you. too. I, I feel there's not enough. And oh, we got to have more comedy. If, well, it's hard to make people laugh. It is. It is. But if you if you can do it, then it's, it's like, who doesn't love a comedy? I'm oh, always yeah. partial to them, smiling and laughing. You just feel good afterward. Right, right. Yeah, so that's my focus is going to be to write and maybe work at a bookstore, you know, a leisurely job <laughs> instead of a breakneck speed job like I've had. That seems like that could be a, a sitcom or a TV show in itself, <laughs> like you writing and working yes. at a bookstore. I'm going down there to get more stories. For some reason, I, I picture a talking cat in this bookstore or something. I don't know. Maybe that's not as realistic as you're aiming for, but I feel semi-realistic. Yeah, so I'm going to find new stories. Where <laughs> well, can you tell us a little bit about your screenplay? I'm going to make sure I say this very carefully. It's called Buck Up, B-U-C-K. <laughs> right. um, our podcast, so we're on iTunes now, and it says clean for all of them, so i got to be, I really have to emphasize that I'm saying buck up because it's going to sound like I'm saying <laughs> right, something exactly. else, which I'm thinking maybe was partially your intention. Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> um, the screenplay, it's been a while since I actually read it, a couple years but um it was about a group of men who try to get their power back they feel like they've um, lost their power in their marriages and such and um so they get together and it sort of starts out um where they're around a campfire saying what can we do i feel powerless in this situation (laughs) you know i'm you know i've got all these kids i've got a job what can i do and so they all decide to go watch a movie and try to get re-inspired. Do so, they go to the Little to watch this movie? Well, they no, they should, but they decide <laughs> to pick Westerns to watch. And so they each pick a Western to go watch and then bring back this old wisdom that's going to help them feel their male empowerment again. Uh, I know it's strange for a woman to be writing that, but <laughs> that's <laughs> But I like that. I like taking different points of view, different perspectives, and kind of spinning that. I think it makes it more fresh. It makes it more exciting. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun to... Um, 
watch old westerns to get ready for it. Too. <laughs> Who shot jo- Liberty Balance? I had never seen that movie with Jimmy Stewart. It was fantastic. <laughs> so it was a great way to dive into classics. Do you have another uh, screenplay in the works or any ideas that are up there? Uh, you don't have to reveal it if you yeah, don't want to. Yeah, that's tricky. Uh, so our millions of listeners could be. <laughs> I've actually, I've thought about a screenplay, funny one, where somebody outlives their retirement fund. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I do sort of worry about that myself. <laughs> like, it's a writing about your own. Like, yeah, like I've, I've saved this money, but how long am I going to live? Am I, am I going to outlast it? And so I've actually heard of somebody who, true story, had Parkinson's and didn't wasn't given a long life to live. So he spent all of his money and then he lived a lot longer than that. So it's like. I don't know if I want to make it that. That's sort of sort of sad, but I would like to make a comedy about that. Okay, then you can just count on winning the lotto or something yes. and getting that money back. I'm sure. That, and then I'll come fun. back to the little and have my debut here. I and we'll have a, we'll have a panel <laughs> after your film with you Champagne on there. Champagne reception. We can always dream, right? <laughs> <laughs> so one more thing I do want to ask, uh, which I, I think I might know the answer to this question, since you have the English background and obviously you like to write. But how did you get into uh, reviewing the films on your blog? Like when did that start? Um, well, I actually did introduction at the Dryden Theater way back when. Jim, Jim Healy was the um, movie theater manager at the time of the Dryden. And he, I went one day bored and said, I would love to research and just give you information if you need it. Little did I know he was the god of knowledge. Like, this guy needed no help whatsoever. <laughs> but he said, if you want to introduce a movie, you do it. And I was like, what? So I started sort of writing about movies to introduce. And then I thought, oh, what the heck, I just love them so much, why don't I share out? And my whole promise is I don't do any spoilers, because I've read so many movie reviews that tell you exactly, oh, I know. I and it that. kills me. So, trailers that give spoilers? Oh, I, hate so I, I watch trailers, I have to put them on the website, and uh, luckily I didn't watch one, so we recently screened I Origins, mm-hmm. um, so it's one of our science on screen films, um, and I did not watch the trailer, which was good, because I watched it after I saw the movie, and it spoils pretty much the entire movie. It's like, it's just a summary yeah. of it, um, which a lot of old movies had that two word summarize it we have our mondo ones are old older ones like we have uh, soylent green mm-hmm. which you could assume that most people know the plot twist but i don't want to give it away mm-hmm. and the, this the uh, trailer does not give away the twist but it pretty much gives up everything to that point in the movie like it's just as a summary right so even like when i'm trying to put a trailer on the website i'm like i don't want to spoil everything when i'm putting it up so yeah there's been a few movies where i didn't want to go see it because i thought i already knew everything like brooklyn was a trailer i didn't like but i love the movie anyway so Sometimes it works out, <laughs> but, but my my uh, reviews don't spoil the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Very important to know. Yes, yes. Um, and it, it was funny too. You you said "little do we know," which was an alternate <laughs> name for the podcast. My oh. friend Jeff came up with it. I'm like, I really like that name, I like but I wanted something that would be more. We could tell what it was about, right. so I went with a simple movies and a microphone. But we still use that hashtag every now and again. <laughs> yeah, the little do we know. I like <laughs> Okay, so anything else you want to add? Give a shout out to your blog. Say hi to anyone. This is your chance. Oh, goodness. All right, so getroxy.xyz. I'm going to go to the little a lot between now and July 3rd when I leave, and I mean a lot. You're going to see me all the time. We have a good lineup coming up in in June, so that's good. I'm excited. (laughs) All right. um, Again, it's getroxy.xyz. You want to give a shout out to your Twitter or anything? Twitter, yeah, it's Facebook. Baker, it's, it's at Baker Roxanne. <laughs> I would have done that for you, but I realized I didn't write it down here. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to have you do yeah, that. That's fine. And I so appreciate you having me up here. I mean, seriously, it's very nice of you. It's, so. this is, it's great to have people like you on. That's what that's the whole basis of Humans of the Little. Like, we want to do that. And even, even we can have you on again, even though you're leaving. You'll, I'm sure you'll maybe be up at some time or we could phone in. We'll, we'll work something out. We got this. <laughs> and I, can I just do one more shout out to the staff at the Little? Are so kind and nice. Like, Derek. 
um, Mark. I mean, there's so many people that work there that are just so incredibly nice all the time. And I think that's important, too, because you don't get that everywhere. Mm-hmm. So. They're awesome. And Well, that's another focus of the Humans of the Little. Like, I want to speak with some of my coworkers too who help make it awesome and some of them have really good stories like there's one who uh so the popcorn machine in the little uh theaters two through five is named dorothy they kind of have a cute little story of why it's named dorothy um so i want to have them uh, share that anecdote um and again if anyone else that's listening one of the millions of people listening right now if you want to be on send me an email (laughs) at scott at the little.org um you can visit our website uh the little.org um, so that's it for this episode. Thank you. Thank Until you. next time, uh, thanks to my wonderful guest, Roxanne Baker. Uh, we will miss you, and we hope you visit often. Uh, you can follow her witty movie reviews. Again, we're saying it a lot, but you really should go and check them out. They're funny. There's good anecdotes, and it's GetRoxy with a Y dot XYZ. Uh, movies in a Microphone is brought to you by WXXI and the Little Theater. As always, we want to remind you, it's always a good time to take a little break.